Hey guys, two of my all-time favorite people have started a podcast. We've got a great episode for you today. Join us on eavesdropping with Melanie and Shara. Get connected to your heart, get connected to your body, and get connected to yourself. They may not have all the answers, but they do have all the questions. <laughs> okay, this is a thing for you? I just, I, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to talk today about spouses, like yeah, people who are like looking for their spouse. Yeah, you would think that I wouldn't have so many opinions when I don't have a spouse, <laughs> but I got some opinions <laughs> and I'm not sure how they're going to work out. So we, you know, okay, we'll see how the opinions play out in my life, but mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, girl. We always don't have to post this either. <laughs> <laughs> Although we probably will anyway. You know? <laughs> uh, I like sharing all the things that even if it's not, you know. Also, I'm like, yeah, who really listens? Who really listens to this? <laughs> like, meh. Girl. Meh. <laughs> When you get famous, they're going to research you. <laughs> they're going to be like, the first season of <laughs> Shura. And they're, they're going to be like, back then you said this statement. And they're going to hold Girl. it against you. And it's going to be 20 years from now. Me, do you and- know how many times my theology has changed anyways? <laughs> right. Gosh. I think it's so dumb. People in the, in the <laughs> we're getting off on track a little bit here. But, this is how our conversations go anyways. <laughs> but I just want to say yeah. I hate that celebrities and public officials that said something 20 years ago, 30 yeah. years ago, that's being held against them when that's not their track record today. Yeah. I I have changed my mind so many times. I have held really bad opinions in the past. And I, 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 yeah. there were hills I yeah. would have died on. Totally. That today I'd be like, dear God, please don't associate me with that hill. Do you not know one? Do you want to know what hill I died on? What? Um, which I might have brought this up earlier in another podcast, but that you shouldn't use Venus razors. Oh yes, you did bring that up <laughs> because it was named after a goddess. So hey, if I'm willing to die on that hill and call people out for using Venus razors, I think I'm okay. Yeah, mine are even more. <laughs> I'm too scared. It's okay. It's okay. I'm like, uh, those those might be for private conversations. Fair enough. We can talk about dying on hills later. (laughs) Okay. So, people who say, I believe God told me that this person's my spouse. Mm -hmm. And the struggle... Like, I, f- I feel really bad. Like, honestly, like, I feel bad. Like, I had a client who, she really thought God told her that sure. a certain person was her spouse. Sure. And, um, I, you know, then she shared that with people in her circle, mm-hmm. and they weren't as enthusiastic as her, mm-hmm. and they wanted her to, like, pull on the brakes a little bit and kind of... And why do you think that is? I think that's my question, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, oh, we, we value this word of the Lord over our entire community. Right. That feels etch-a-sketch. Yeah. I mean, it's that thing, though, too. Like, there's the other side where God could tell you. Oh, sure. Absolute totally. opposite of your community. I mean, I've, 
I've actually experienced that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then how do we walk that out? Mm-hmm. To me is the question, right? Because yeah. I think, I think we hold these things as all or nothings. Yes. And I'm like, we forget that there's actually a process. Things are not black and white. Mm-hmm. They're not. No, they are not black and white. Mm-mm. And the Lord is all about process. And we're just too damn scared mm-hmm. to yeah. ask the questions. Yeah. Yeah. So people pick sides. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's so much easier. It's easier to pick Because at least I'm right and you're wrong. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> so I was helping her through that and like how to yeah. um, navigate that. And, you know, it's not an easy thing. Because you don't want to shut down somebody listening to God. Right. But the other struggle, when when someone comes to you and says, God told me, mm-hmm. that's the ultimate trump card. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, if when someone tells me God told me, then I'm like, great, awesome. Oh, yeah, I don't ask them questions. Good for you. Um, they're telling me it. The reason they tell you that way is so that they will not be asked questions. Right. So that's the other side of it. It's like, um, and then my other thought around this is, you know, it's okay that you could actually want that person to be your spouse and God doesn't have to be the one to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Like, and God would bless you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, wait, you mean I have a choice? You have a choice. Now, hopefully he's a, he's a spouse or she's a spouse that's going to honor you and respect you right. and value you. And, you know, those kind of lovely things that you should have in a mutual, respectable right. relationship, right? right? And this person's not abusive or any of those things, right? Yep. So, minus the abusive things, right? Because, right? yeah, nobody who loves someone wants them to end up in a relationship. Right. So, if you come to me and say, well, God, I feel like God's telling me that's my spouse. And... You know, as my client shared, she said, it's not like I heard an audible voice. Mm-hmm. It was a draw. It was like a connection. It was like a intuition that sparked, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, what's scary about that is that I've been wrong in those. Mm-hmm. I've followed those intuitions, those leanings, those sparks, those connections, and thought it was this. Mm-hmm. And even to the negative, thought negative things about somebody, mm-hmm. and I was dead wrong. Mm-hmm. Thought beautiful things about somebody, dead wrong. Yeah. And so, you, we don't have to assign God's direction in the like spiritual senses that we have. Sometimes our spiritual senses are picking up on something, mm-hmm. but we misinterpret what it's actually telling us because we don't ask questions (laughs) i think i think this is my biggest issue with people in relationship with the lord is i'm like why aren't you asking like god is not scared yeah of anything Mm -hmm. and i if i if i can bring him a question that scares him Mm -hmm. he is not god Mm, that's good like, he is so much bigger. Like, you guys, he, like, lets us believe shit about him all the time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't phase. He's like, oh, look. Oh, that's your pain. That's what you need to believe. Yeah. Oh, baby girl, it's it's okay. I'll still be here on the other. Like, I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait till you figure out that that's not real. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. We have a God who's waiting for us in our pain, 
and we're scared to ask him questions. Yeah. I think I've just gotten like way more curious, way more like, because I understand the drawing things. I've had those my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I notice it more with men, probably because of what Christian culture has done to men and women relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I like, yeah, there have been tons of men I've been drawn to and none of them have, I, it has been very clear. None of them should I have dated or ended up with. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, Oh, we need to get better at understanding. So I, there was this teaching I heard growing up, which totally changed my life and they said attraction is a gift mm-hmm. and you have to figure out how to manage it mm-hmm. and it was like oh that made me realize that attraction is subject to me yeah right I get to figure out what am I going to do with this how am I going to manage how am I going to facilitate right and then all of a sudden it made sense like my attractions don't run my life yeah they don't make my decisions for me mm-hmm and so then I, I, when I started navigating my life from that place, hey, why am I attracted? What is it about this that attracts me here? Right? Does it attract my eye? Does it attract my body? Mm-hmm. Does it attract my sexuality? What is it attracting? Right? Why is it attracting that? Mm-hmm. When I started getting really curious about it, I saw these nuances present in attraction that nobody ever asks about. Right. They're just like, oh, bam, I'm attracted. And I'm like, yeah, but why? Yeah. Oh, I'm sexually attracted. Yeah, but but why are you sexually attracted? Mm-hmm. Right. Like I I want to understand why, right? I don't think it's like oh yeah, because I'm definitely supposed to be married to them. And I'm like yeah, but why do we think that? <laughs> like right. why do we automatically match marriage up? Yeah. With oh, I'm attracted to them sexually because I don't even think that's a thing. Yeah. I think you can be attracted to people sexually. That's not a marriage thing. That's not a like. I'm. There's just so many. So many nuances here and differences here that I, I, we're not asking enough questions. Right, right. And I think, again, if you're a victim to God, mm-hmm. you're not going to ask questions. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be a good soldier and follow suit. By the way, I was one of those people. Me too. That was told who they were going to marry. Oh. No, I wasn't one of those people. I was one of those people. Yeah. My sister was one of those people, and she ended up in a terrible marriage that ruined her life. Yeah. Ruined her life. I mean, no marriage, but... But I'm like, I look back on it now, and I'm like, oh, thank God that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you had people come and say, hey, we believe the Lord said this is your spouse? I was so young that I I'm, can't clearly remember if I thought it was, uh-huh. and then people joined on... Or if I got a word from someone and it, you know, like it, I was so, I was in high school, right? It was oh, so Lord. young. Um, and it just, and of course, like, oh, you just want to be loved. Yeah. Right? You want someone to care for you. Um, it's romantic. And then, you know, you've been watching all those Disney movies. So you're like, oh, this is it, right? Right. It's like the magical fairy godmother of Christian. Yeah. Of the Christian world. And I just, looking back now. I'm like, oh, thank God that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a, <laughs> it was a terrible family. Oh, my God. life would have just not been great. Oh God. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I the Lord Jesus saved me from His own <laughs> prophetic word. Like, <laughs> own prophetic word. Yeah, like I just didn't. <laughs> yeah. 
the Lord Jesus save me from his own <laughs> prophetic word. <laughs> so I'm like, he, you know, like, I don't know. And I don't even know how I got out of it. I don't like, I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. If, I think I fell in love with somebody at 19 fairly, I was fairly young and he was, he was really amazing. So like that yanked me out real fast because mm-hmm. I, there was somebody else. Yeah. But, um, Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, because here's, here's my story. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've shared this with you. Okay. Um, you know, Ken and I, we met pre-Jesus. Right. I remember that. And we were living together. Mm-hmm. And um, I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. And we were living as a family. And, and then um, I had that radical encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And... For a week, I was just, like, experiencing such freedom mm-hmm. and breakthrough and love. I was just like, wow, this yeah. is amazing. And Ken was awful to deal with. <laughs> like, he was, for that week, like, he would come home and he'd make fun of me, listening well, sure. to worship music. He had no idea what was going on. He had no idea what was going on. He was like, this is a big change. What's happening? Right. <laughs> And, and we were also already miserable together. Right. And so it's like, oh, he can't make it any more miserable. <laughs> you know, like. And I remember praying to God, like, actually, I chose this man before this before experience he, Before with he you. chose you, yeah. Yeah. And um, so I'm good walking out. So I was planning my exit. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to somebody, my sister actually, and she said, you know, so you you think you're going to leave Ken? And I said, the only way I'd stay is if he got saved. Right. Within four days, he got saved. Yeah. And and then I was like, okay, so I got to pay attention to this, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, well, we'll see. Let's figure this out. And right. as we started choosing into um, this process together right. and stopped being miserable... Right? And <laughs> started showing up to our life, showing yeah. up to our relationship, stop blaming, stop all the things, right, that happens in a relationship like that. And um, we ended up deciding to get married, and then we had a really bad fight. Mm-hmm. And in the bad fight, I moved out, mm-hmm. and I said, I'm done. I'm walking away. Mm-hmm. And he said the same thing. He's like, this is over. Right. But we were like magnets. You couldn't keep us apart. Mm-hmm. There was just things. It seemed like, again, like, if there was someone out there setting us up, putting us at the same store at the same time. Right. Running into each other. Right. We're trying to get away from each other. Right. And we keep getting in situations where we're in the same space. And so... It caused us to have another conversation. Yeah. To reevaluate. Maybe we want to choose into this again. Yeah. And when we chose into it that's that next time, mm-hmm. we chose into it more powerfully, with sure. more intention and with more purpose. Yeah. Instead of the relationship happening to us. Yeah, that makes sense. And so um, that was one of the ways I felt guided by God, mm-hmm. but not victim to him telling me what to do. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm I'm currently sitting in this place where I'm I'm just becoming really 
awake to how over spiritualized we've made yeah. choosing someone to be with. Like it's it's mm-hmm. exhausting. It's honestly. exhausting. Yeah. It's terrible. And I'm like, well, shit. If I had known this, I would have been married twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's actually not that hard. Right. You just have the the hard part is that you have to learn how to be responsible for choosing the person that you're with. Yes. And it is choosing. Yeah. yeah. It's I choose you, I choose you, mm-hmm. I choose you, yeah. I choose you, I choose you. Right. I'm choosing you. Yeah. And you don't stop choosing each Mm-mm. other. Right. That's it. Right. Right. So, like, I don't even at this point, I don't, I also don't believe in the one. Um, mainly because the Lord has given us choice. Yeah. Right? And so it's like. The one would be cruelty. It would be cruelty when you have humanity that has free will Mm -hmm. and free choice. Mm -hmm. You're asking that someone else's free choice, they could choose out of relationship with you. Right. And you're the, you're the one listening to God. Right. But that person's not listening to God. Right. And God's not going to control them to do. Right. The one follow you mm-hmm. and pursue you, and you miss it because they chose something else, and yeah. you miss it because they chose into a relationship with somebody else. Yeah, and then you're left what? Screwed. Screwed. <laughs> that is a miserable God. Yeah, that is not the God I serve. Mm-mm. That yeah. does not make sense. Yeah, that's cruelty. Yeah, that's cruelty. Yeah, agreed. That's that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I that really upsets me. Yeah. <laughs> same I'm just I'm just so I'm just really I've been following some people on Instagram too um some guys that live down in the south and they're they're talking a lot about how we've over spiritualized dating in the church too and it's been such a like great thing to kind of help me realize like oh I had all these ideas about dating and what it needs to look like and all these things that I have to have and how this other person has to show up and I'm like, oh my God, like, no wonder I'm still single at my age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, it's too much. And yeah. like, you just got to go out there and find someone that you can be comfortable with mm-hmm. and like get along with. And you guys chat about things together and be on the same page. And then like, hey, does it work out? And if it doesn't, like. Right. It's, and and let me also put this out there for people who are experiencing massive highs and lows in figuring it out in the relationship with that person, I highly recommend therapist or life coaching because you're dealing with something different than navigating your relationship. Yeah, that's actually navigating um, trauma responses. That's navigating past abusive conditioning. Yeah. Right. Um, you're you're navigating if you have massive highs and lows in navigating a relationship like that's it's something that's not just a relationship you're navigating yeah and so I just I want to encourage people I like I'm seeing it more and more where people I think you've seen it too Melanie um so all this research that's being done on the nervous system yes 100% so the conditioning of our nervous system to have these massive highs and lows and we actually think it's it's romance it's not (laughs) <laughs> it's a trauma response it's a trauma response and I'm like mm-hmm. oh so like so people I'll just be really clear on this podcast here if you don't feel safe and calm mm-hmm. and at home with a person don't do it yeah 
just don't do it. I'm like more and more now I'm like, oh, we just need to teach Christian girls, hey, can you are you safe in your own body? Yeah. Can you always be present and not disassociate? Yeah. Can you have boundaries? Do not even can you have boundaries? Does this man respect exactly any boundary you that's you what I mean yep. on that table. That's what I and mean. And I'm like, oof. Damn. Mm-hmm. You find a man like that, shoot, marry that boy. And friends, by and, the way. And friends, yes. This should be I've, your friends well, as well. I have not just good <laughs> girlfriends, but I have good guy friends. Yeah. This. So I'm yeah. like, oh, it's it's nice that I already have a little bit of experience in my female friends, but also in, with your my male. guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, Great right. boundaries. <laughs> I know. Oh, right. You're really good at that. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. It's people who will respect yeah. your boundaries. Mm-hmm. But I would also say... I think the reason that I, I lean more towards feeling safe, right, with an even nervous system is because sometimes um, sometimes boundaries are weird to navigate when you come from a place of trauma. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, a really great place to find yourself is like, oh, do I feel safe? And then find your boundaries from there. Like, oh, why don't I feel safe here? Oh, I'm going to put up this boundary. Yeah. Because I think many times, I know I definitely came from a place where I put up I put up boundaries that kept people out. Right. And so then I never felt safe. Right. I was like, oh, I never, I have all these boundaries and I don't feel safe at all. And so learning like, okay, do I feel safe? No, I don't feel safe. Why? How can it's I the create questions. a space? Yeah. It's the questions. I don't even think it's like totally. Yeah. Because I think the questions are important because mm-hmm. like my husband, mm-hmm. I've had moments where I'm absolutely safe with him, mm-hmm. but I don't feel safe. Mm, yeah. And it actually yeah. has nothing to do with him. Yeah. There's some kind of trauma response going on. That makes sense. That I got triggered. Yeah. And I'm like, I actually, I don't feel safe with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's me I don't feel safe with. Yeah. And so I have to do the work to figure out why am I not. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that you brought that up. Because yeah. I agree. Because I yeah. think, I think um, it kind of being in the dating arena right now, it's like, people choose you it's really terrifying it's terrifying it's terrifying and yeah. so i agree i find myself in these places where i'm like <laughs> oh yeah because no, you cannot feel I safe in know. the face of love i do not feel safe in the face of love yeah nope yep nope yep <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah so you like i think the questions are really important to ask yourself yeah. instead of just like oh this this isn't it because i don't because I'm scared or because I'm whatever. Right. Like, there are multiple scenarios that I can think of where I'm like, oh, I would have left that conversation too early or that whatever I was doing with this guy, I would have left that too early mm-hmm. if I had not stayed and asked myself the questions. Yeah. And so learning how to not let fear dictate how I yeah drive my relationship. This is why vulnerability is important, right? Because then you can communicate. Yeah. When you're connected to your needs, you're yeah. connected to yourself and your heart. That when those things come up, within vulnerability, you can, can communicate. Yeah. I feel really scared right now. Right? Like. <laughs> going down with the ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said this and that scares me. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Yeah. And, um, Even if it is, he says, oh, hey, I love you. Yeah. You have to be like, oh, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, that scares me. I need you to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Roll that back up and let's, let's, <laughs> I, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> Ken told me he loved me. And my response was the first time he told me he loved me, it was mm-hmm. over the phone. Mm-hmm. And, he, and I said, well, 
I like you a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> See, you gotta know where you're at. It's like it's scary. But I absolutely loved him yeah. completely. And yeah. I was too afraid to say something. And so um Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I I was remembering when we were young, like night when I was when we were nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, again, talking about our conditioning, right? right. My dad was a yeller mm. and a screamer, mm. and he would get in my face and yeah. scream and yeah. yell. It's terrifying. And, and I would fight back. I, when I was little, little, I didn't fight back. Yeah. back. But when I became a teenager, yeah. I started fighting back. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so Ken, in the early days of fighting with him, mm-hmm. I would scream and yell, and he would not engage. Oh, God. I mean, you know my husband. Yeah, yep. And yep. and he won't engage in screaming and yeah, yelling. No, he doesn't. And um and so um I remember him standing I'm literally standing on the bed and I'm there was clothes that needed folded, like the laundry had been put mm-hmm. on the bed to be mm-hmm. folded. And I'm I don't even know what I'm mad about, but I'm screaming my head off and I'm like, and you don't even love me and I'm hucking clothes at him. Oh I'm like, You don't love me. That's what this is about. You don't love me. And when I get to a quiet spot, he's leaning up against the door jam in the door and looking at me, he goes, So are you done yet? And I lost it. I was like, You don't love me. See, you don't love me. Mm-hmm. Because you won't engage the way yeah. my dad yeah. would engage, right? Yeah. And so it didn't feel like love to me for him to just be present. Just be present and be calm. <laughs> and I was like, you you don't love me. And right. it's because it wasn't familiar. Yeah. And so to the other side of that, yeah. if he had engaged, right? Mm-hmm. And then that feels like love. Right. And it's absolutely toxic right it's not love yeah. it's not love and i'm i'm bringing in my childhood into that right. if he had engaged me and we had had this like fiery back and forth screaming in each other's faces and then what making passionate love whatever um make up sex right um that just feels like terrifying and exhausting and like i could not do that oh, i'm just glad he didn't i'm thanking god that he wasn't like that yeah um because I did have a relationship like that. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, but that's that thing. Like you can't, you know, they talk about butterflies in the stomach and mm-hmm. what love mm-hmm. feels like. The problem is the feeling of love could be your trained nervous system under saying. trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> linking back to bring your community in. Yeah. If your community is talking to you. Yeah. About something else, right? Like, yeah. it's important to value. Yeah. You don't have to do what people tell you, but take in their information and, inv- you know, like, take a step yeah, back I, and I take a look. I when I'm like, oh, my community, like, I don't know about anybody else's community, but I mean, like, I don't hide nothing from y'all. Like, there is nothing that you guys don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is nothing, right? So I'm right. like... Because I know that my community knows me on that level, mm-hmm. um, if my community were to bring up an issue, I I would like, I'd be concerned. So my thought is, if people are not taking into account what their community says, they're probably hiding from their community. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you you haven't exposed a process or something to your community that they need to be aware of, 
and it, and you're probably a little bit scared to share. And I get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mel, you know, some of the things I've shared with you, I'm like, people don't talk about that shit. Yeah. We don't, these are not conversations that church people have. Right. And, and I'm having them with all of my people. Right. Um, cause I'm tired of pretending and hiding. Right. And I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Right. And so it's been interesting to see how that type of community and, or intimacy in my community yeah. is allowing me, I'm now in an incredibly safe environment for whatever to happen. Mm-hmm. Cause like yeah. I, nothing would go, I am so closely watched and not in a creepy way, but right. people know me so well mm-hmm. that if something goes wrong at all, it will not take long. Yeah. It's not like it's, I, it won't be hidden for like months and months and months. Right. And, and then we find out like I've been abused. You know right. what I'm saying? And we're like, shocked to find out. Right. And right. everyone's like, oh my gosh, like Shara disappeared and we don't know. I'm like, no, right. people, I would start acting funny. People would know right away. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just so open. And so, right. like, I think that too. Like, if you're scared to share with your community, like, you guys, you got to either work on your community or find a new community. Yeah. Like, you got to be with people that you can tell everything. And you have to cultivate that. You do. Because... We are both people who, right. if we allow it, we can be the biggest person in our world 24-7. Yeah, girl. Right? Like, you could be the biggest person in your world and yeah. not empower anybody. Right. And and nobody would have that. Yep. But, and I lived that way for a really long time. Right. Yeah. And so did I. Yeah. And so, um, I, don't like, I don't like being the biggest person in my world. It's very uh, lonely. I need a break. Yeah. I need somebody to take care of me. Please. Please. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> Being big is hard. <laughs> but at the same time, there's places I need yeah. to show up big. Right. And so if I'm not having to be the biggest person in my world all the time, it allows me to show up big in like the dream spaces, yes. right? And the callings. Yeah, and the... where your dream life is happening. Yeah. 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 So... That's another label, la- uh, labor of love yeah. that you have to work on is make yeah. sure people are empowered yeah. to actually talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, here was the weird part. I heard this guy, girl, I'm, I'm, I'm all up in that. So I, okay, so this is what I did. I have a guy friend and I asked him, I said, hey, on a scale of one to 10, one being like, you really don't care to get married right now. It's not a big deal to 10. Like I have to get married this year. Where are you? Mm-hmm. So he told me and then I, 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 he, then he asked me and I was like, Oh, I'm like an eight or a nine. And when I realized girl, that realization hit me and I was like, Oh my God, my next year has to be really uncomfortable. Mm. If I'm at an eight or a nine, I have to live in a place that's super uncomfortable for me Yeah. because I, this is actually something I really, really want. Right. Yeah. And so from that place, I started making all these decisions to be really uncomfortable and showing up and like really big and really <laughs> for me, right? Like multiple dating apps and like on like uh the online dates now where you like doing a video or whatever which Uh is like ideal for an introvert um so (laughs) by the way that's like a side note introverts do it now um (laughs) so i've i've been looking i've been following some guys on instagram um that are christian they're also talking about how we over spiritualize dating and one of them said if you are 30 years old Mm -hmm. you need to be on a dating app you need to be like like out there, like there's no, no more waiting. You need to like get out. And I was yeah. like, Oh, uh-huh. that's kind of, I wish someone had told me that at 30, which yeah. I think, I think people started to tell me that when I was yeah. 30, I had a lot of, um, 
now looking back, I'm like, oh, there was some trauma. Yeah. <laughs> some. That Spiritual I, abuse. I, oh, I, yeah, I guess I hadn't yeah. labeled it that before. Yeah. Um, trauma, spiritual abuse. Uh-huh. And, and it's taken me, I'm 38, it's taken me eight years mm-hmm. to like find a peaceful place in myself where I'm choosing myself and I love myself and I feel confident enough to go out and get it. And I was like, <laughs> dang. It's really good actually, eight years. Oh, really? I was thinking like, but I was just thinking like, oh, I, I, yes, if you're 30, like, don't wait. Don't, don't like, wait. I'm waiting on God. No. Don't, um, don't. No, don't. don't. do it. So mm-hmm. if, if you see things, cycles, mm-hmm. patterns, yeah. trauma responses, start doing the work yeah. too. Like, get on the dating apps, but also do the work. Yeah, do the work. I was going to say, here's the thing about dating though, is it kind of makes you face your work. Yeah. Right. So, so get find a a life coach or a therapist. Uh-huh. Have them on speed dial, <laughs> and also date. <laughs> to me, this is Please like this date. is this is ideal. Please date. Just date, and then like see a therapist on yeah. or a life coach. Right. And it and it, it'll help you like work through your shit. Because yeah. I think at thirty you start, like for my life, this is not for all thirty year olds. I loved being single, and yeah. I I still just now am I getting to a place where I'm like I'm not happy being single anymore yeah. so I don't want to give anyone the wrong idea I have loved being single it has been amazing for me yeah um and I think I really need it I'm a very independent person uh-huh um but I also think um I also think that when you hit 30 you get to this place where you're like you just just start over analyzing. You're not mm-hmm. sure, and you're not. I'm like, oh my god! I just yeah. go, just go date. Yeah. Go date people. Make some mistakes. Yeah, like it's okay. Make Take some the mistakes. high stakes off. You, right, you'll yeah. like you can come back. Mm-hmm. You can come back from anything. Yes, like make some mistakes. Go out there, make some messes, clean them and up. And date date outside of your type. Oh god, you're gonna learn Can't stuff. Let's not talk about. It. Yes, date outside of your type. You're gonna learn stuff. You're gonna learn yeah, do it. so much. Yep. Like don't don't give every if they're not your type, don't automatically cut them out. Yeah, that's another thing that I'm oh girl, oh girl, oh girl. You guys gotta take off some of your idealisms <laughs> and some of your oh, this is what I want. You gotta you gotta like there's I think it's because I'm finally safe within myself. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm finally safe to, yeah. with myself that I can go into this place and I can be like, okay. <laughs> You can surprise me. Yeah. You can um, win my heart. Like, it, but it's more, it's not this, oh, I have this idealistic list, right? I do have things that I want, mm-hmm. but I, I have stopped looking for it to show up in a very specific way. <coughs> and I think Christians are really, really good at like, this is how I want it to look. And I'm like, you guys, Jesus did not look how the Pharisees thought he was going to look. So... Girls, specific, specifically girls, if you want your hearts to be one, you have to learn how to be safe within yourself, <coughs> safe enough to be able to go somewhere with someone that you may not have gone before. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that was massively missing in my own life, of the idea of exploring. You get to explore, right? Yes. And so take... We put this um, <coughs> idea that the purpose of a relationship is marriage. That is bullshit. Yeah. Just take that off the table. Take marriage off the table. Yep. 
The purpose of a relationship is to grow and contribute to a person. Yeah. And discover things about yourself. About yourself. But even I'm a little hesitant because then I think we use it as, oh, I'm going to use this person to learn about myself. Yeah. Right? So it's like, oh, contribute, grow, show up, and see what happens. Yeah. And if your heart is one by the weird kid, then <laughs> give up this idea that it, it, it had to be someone that wasn't weird, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But this is where our hearts are one. I think our hearts were always meant to be one. Yeah. But it, it's not, it never one, looks... W-O-N. W-O-N. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think um, the rules will not win your heart. They will not. They never do. They will not. And so the rules won't make us safe here because mm-hmm. that's... That's not what happens in this space. It's good. I just think we should end it there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you guys, go date. Yes. Get on a dating app. Go get yourself a life coach, therapist, whatever. Go date some people. Make some mistakes. Take some risks. Have fun. Let your heart be one. Yeah. Let it be one. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We'd love to connect with you. Follow Shira on Instagram at the grand story. It's a little weird spelled out. So here it is at T H E G R A N D E S T O R E Y. And you can find Melanie at melaniehuggard.com. We can't wait to hear from you.